0: And he stopped. Good dog. <laughs> see? As soon as I hit record, he stops barking. It's almost like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Up Your Alley. It's a podcast where two best friends, that's me, my name is Taylor Edgar, and my good buddy, Jake Baggett. Say hi, Jake. Hey, buddy. We talk about things that we were recommended by the other person, and we come back the next week, and we talk about it, and grade it one to three, and see who wins at the end of the undetermined season. Yeah, yeah whenever we decide i guess it's over
1: when we feel like it's a good p- yeah. score
0: uh right now jake's in the lead he has 20 points i have 19 points but before we get into today's topics which are the film uh the banshees of inisherin that we're going to or inisherin in there's another i in there it's sneaky yeah uh it, banshees of inisherin and i gave you wrestling with shadows yes wrestling with shadows <laughs> i forgot the... you already forgot it no i was just going to say <laughs> hitman wrestling movie <laughs> i forgot the official name so i figured the point was super strong <laughs> uh the documentary wrestling with shadows but before we get into that uh we're gonna catch up like always how are you buddy it's been all right how's things been going i wouldn't complain i guess really? everything's uh solid did you
1: end up watching any of the last of us i actually watched the first episode you did y- yeah what'd you think isn't that
0: crazy What'd you um think? i actually enjoyed it it's See? very close to uh the video game yeah, I, uh, the second, well, we're recording this on Monday, so the second episode came out last night. Oh, yeah. Um, and I watched that, and it's, it's still good. I'm really happy with it's them. It's progressing pretty well. Pedro Pascal's doing a great job. Bella He's Ramsey's awesome. doing a great job. So I was like, yeah. I'm mean, nice. I'm glad you got hooked on that. Because now we could talk about I it. I ain't hooked.
1: Well, it's been one episode. It's more like. You're nibbling on it. I'm going to see it. Like if I'm hanging out with my dad and he's watching it, I watch it with him. It's good. That's exactly how I watched it. He was just watching it, and I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, hey, fantastic! Did you catch up on the uh, the video
0: game? Yeah. Did you catch up on like the camera angles that I was talking about? Yeah, of course. Like putting behind it. Mm -hmm. First thirty minutes are harrowing. I told you, (laughs) it's friggin' rough, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board for this. I want to see. I'm now. I'm just curious as to how much um, they get through. Like if they're going to do the whole first game in one season, I guess. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be done. Because so, the ending of the game is awesome. Well, so that, you end the season
1: that way. I think that'd be great. There's, there might be some breakpoints in between the seasons. Uh, maybe, because you yeah. probably want a lot of seasons in there, don't they?
0: I figure you'd probably get at least two out of it. Yeah, but I don't. If what would be the that. halfway point? Shit, I don't know. It's been so long since I played that game. Oh. They'd
1: probably, oh, I know when. I know when. It's uh, when Joel uh, gets really hurt. In oh, yeah, 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 up in the up in the mountains. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, okay,
0: yeah, uh-huh. that makes sense. That's a good stopping point. But I don't know after that if you can get another full season after that. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they go into stuff from the second game. It doesn't say this is The Last of Us, the first game. Yeah. There's two whole games that they could draw from. Game so, one. Yeah. I, I still haven't finished the second game, and I think I've decided after watching the show, I'm like, no. Because I told you about, like, Game of Thrones. Like, mm-hmm. I... Saw the first season of Game of Thrones, then read the first book, then read the second book, then saw the second season. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to know what's going to happen in this. So I really liked, uh, because I think it was the internet culture around Game of Thrones. Yeah. The people who had read the books were already, when season two started, Be like, well, this is different and this is different. I'm like, well, I like this. Yeah. So I'm just going to separate the two. So which one did you stick with? You stick with the show? I stuck with the show, yeah. I stopped reading the books. I haven't read any of the books since the second one. Okay. And uh some people will say sticking with that show was a mistake, but I, I tried it's reading fine. the books and it's it, very wordy. I don't
1: think fantasy really grabs me that well. Really? Yeah. Hm. As a as a movie, sure, but as a book I can't really get into it. Sci fi I get into. Right. But fantasy, no. Yeah, did
0: no. you ever read uh, Project Hail Mary that I let you borrow?
1: I started it. Yeah. I still got it. You should do it. I keep trying read to read it. And I feel like this is bro science type stuff. And then something really interesting happens. I know. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty all right. That's how my YouTube algorithm is. Because
0: I start it <laughs> and I'm like, this is just bro science. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> it just gets into this. Uh, so, yeah. I, but, yeah, I don't know how the second one really ends. So I figure I'm just going to let it ride out. And if they get into the second one's stuff. Watch the TV show. I'll watch instead. the TV show, yeah. Okay. Because I, I think they're doing a pretty solid job with it. If the game goes on sale one day, maybe I'll pick it up. Yeah, and try it. I think I got it upstairs. They're remastering the, the second first one again. One, no, they so re- did remaster the first. Yeah, one. Yeah, so they
1: yeah. might remaster the second one. I'm sure.
0: I guess. Well, they were very specific in that it wasn't. It was remade. So yeah. like, they built it from the ground up. Yeah, again, that's right. Which is yeah, yeah, it's a okay. remake. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Looks, I mean, the first one looked pretty good. Yeah, it looks very similar. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, some other. I was doing some cleaning down here in the basement. Sent yeah. you a picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I focus. What do you think of that? Uh, a little too hard. Because the text said, uh, this might
1: be a problem. He, <laughs> that's not a good text message to get. He, he sent me a picture, and uh, the only thing that I could focus on was the paper towels. And I'm like, yeah, we yeah. might need more paper towels. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> thought I was texting. Until I finally saw the snake skin around yeah, it. The paper like, towels oh, were for scale. oh, that's huge. <laughs> yeah,
0: four-foot snake skin found There's down here in the basement. snake in the studio. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, so there was a snake in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> you took care of it. No. Yeah, I think okay. it's gone. There's nothing for it to eat down here. That's oh, true. Oh, you're looking at that little piece of dust. Yeah, I changed out no, the no, lights. No,
1: There's a little bit of uh, spiderweb.
0: Yeah, it's cobwebs and whatnot. I changed it. the light bulbs and stuff. So yeah. They're just chilling. Don't worry about them. I ain't worried. Yeah, or the snakes. <laughs> Don't worry about anything that's out here. <laughs> it's not spooky at all. It's a fun basement, not it's a murder basement. funny
1: that there's a
0: snake. There was like, a snake. I think well, it came down here and shed its skin because the window- we just got the windows replaced. Yeah, that's true. So probably this is how I'm rationalizing sitting down here <laughs> and playing video games late at night. <laughs> It probably just came in here and its. I know nothing about snakes. Maybe there's someone listening who's a snake person. What do you call a snake scientist? A uh, loser.
1: <laughs>
0: We're trying to get these people's help. So. I
1: know. They could text us what Herp- they are herpetolo- called. Hepatologist? That's not, that doesn't sound right. I think I'm right. That sounds too close you to put-
0: hepatitis. I mean, it does. Why would you Why would you want to? Well, what do you think a s- reptile doctor is called?
1: Uh, I think they're called, like, Snake Slim Sam.
0: Oh, hepatologist is something with... Oh, it's your liver. Yeah. Herp. That sounds better. Fuck it. Snake doctor. Snake doctor. <laughs> if you're a snake doctor, <laughs> email us in. Find out why they shed these, their skins and tell us. Well, they're growing and their skin doesn't grow. But would they do that in, in a place you, – you wouldn't peel
1: off your skin in a place that you I don't think they live. really choose where they peel their skin. I think they just peel their skin. Spontaneous? Yeah. That's I think, terrifying. I think they're just like, oh, shit. This thing's got to go. Oh, my God. Um, it's, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so going to go just into just this guy's basement. But also, like, I know when it gets cold, they're like, hey, this place is warm and they right. hang out.
0: It is kind of cozy down
1: here. See?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, probably it's like, a
1: nice snake. It's a we, good snake. We don't really have many mean snakes around here.
0: There's nothing for
1: it to eat down here. <clears throat> I don't think. That's the other thing. You don't know. I have not I have not seen <laughs> any mice. I will say. I that. wonder why.
0: <laughs> would be my <laughs> reasoning there. We still have our pre COVID food stash over there it's not gotten into any of the flour <laughs> any of our bug out shelter gear that we need in nice, case move. anything happens again it was just a move to make and now we have all this stuff yeah that's perfect yeah, that's why i got back into cooking i got all these supplies <laughs> we got to do make something i got cookies upstairs for you if you want to take some cookies oh sure yeah, we'll Hell yeah Cookies. all right so no snakes that mm-hmm. we know of if the, you do hear a scream make, place your bets i think there's a snake down here well, how do you hunt? well, the dog's been down here, and I think the dog would sniff out a snake. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll the see. Snake is the dog's mortal enemy. <laughs> I've just decided. <laughs> I remember hearing that a
1: weasel is the snake's mortal that's enemy. It's a mongoose. That's oh, Ricky, yeah, a mongoose. Yeah, Ricky tikki tavi Yes, yes, wow.
0: One of those... Uh, Animated movies that wasn't Disney that your uncles always had at their house. Holy shit, yeah. dude!
1: That's a blast from the f- past. I can't. Tiki
0: Tiki Tavi. Yeah, he's a mean little mongoose. Wow, eating the cobras. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! Those cobras are like breaking into the kid's house. I'm like I'm gonna bite that. There's kid.
1: nowhere I have seen that since first grade. Probably not. No. Yeah. I wow.
0: Know. I don't know who owns it. It's one yeah. of those movies that <laughs> exists, but I, I have no idea. To time now. Yeah. I Holy. think that came out, and then someone in my family rented me or let me pick out animated movies from a blockbuster video. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like Ricky tikki tabby but it was Watership Down. I knew you were going to bring that one up. yeah yep. It's not mm-hmm. like Ricky tikki tabby I still haven't
1: seen that, but I hear it's an adult it's a, animation. It's a war allegory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think World War One Might have went over your head. <laughs> yeah. No, just terrifying. Yeah. I, I got the parts of it that are supposed to be scary. <laughs> I just, the metaphor was lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> just the night terrors stuck around. Damn. <laughs> All right. So let's get into what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about... Uh, mm. My thing first, or the thing you recommended for me. Yeah. Or no, no, I go first this time. Yeah, okay. You you talk about the thing I recommended for you.
1: Okay, so I talk first now? Yes, you're talking first. So
0: what we're going to talk about first (laughs) is the 2022. It's really, it's end of- Very new movie. Last year that it came out. It's one of those things that went to like- um, HBO Max? No, no, no. It went to like uh, the Cannes Film Festival and Aspen and all those other ones. So it could get like um Oscar Buzz and shit. Film festival. Oscar bait movies yeah. they talk about. So uh it's still in theaters, but Really? Yeah. I mean it's always in theaters. Holy cow. And but we watched it on HBO Max mm-hmm. and it's a great it's a great movie. Let's just talk about the movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's, it's um, Martin McDonough. Yes. Who This is his fourth movie. I thought I'd seen all of his movies. He did another movie I did not know about. I don't know. So he did In Bruges. In that Bruges. That I know. And I really like that movie. What was the other ones? Um, he did Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, oh, Missouri. Oh, I really enjoyed that movie, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this one. And he also did a film called uh, Seven Psychopaths. Oh, uh, my buddy really loves that movie. Yeah. He wants me to watch it. I've never seen it. I think I vaguely remember it coming out. but
1: It's got to be good. I know Christopher Walken's in it.
0: Well, yeah. That's oh, all I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I've I seen the picture a lot, I, but I thought poster. that was just kind of like a. Like it came out around like when Smoking Aces did. Yeah, it was just kind of lucky thinking. number eleven, like type of. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Guy Ritchie esque type. Yeah. Uh, movie, but um, my intro to him was in Bruges. Yeah, mine too. Shit, I swear to God, I. I felt something. Uh, he's got a snake in his mind now. It was the HDMI cable, uh, and now I'm more scared of this uh, than I thought I would be. I, I got in your head too much. It did a little bit. <laughs> it didn't help. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, man. HDMI cable.
1: Like I said, Snake's not going to fuck
0: with you. Nah, doesn't nah. Wanna, he doesn't want to cause any trouble. Nah. And he's, if he wants a little microphone, we can set one up for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, When yeah. one of our jokes fails, in the background, you just hear like, Sony's mad. Disapproving Snake. But uh yeah, in Bruges, I remember seeing in Bruges when it came out It came out in two thousand and eight. I was in college, and uh in fairfax when i went to co- where I went to college, they had like a, a university theater mm. where they would play like second run movies and it would also uh, there was another place in town that would play indie movies, yeah, cool, like you know movies with subtitles and all that stuff, and oh, it was yeah. kind of going through my uh artsy phase in college, where it's like, <laughs> I'm different than everyone else. No. You're not. I, I can understand yeah. things better than others. So I was like, I'm going to go to this art house cinema theater and see In Bruges, and I fucking loved it. See? Yeah. It was such a good movie. Yeah. It's been it a while since I've seen it, but I really enjoyed it when I watched it. It was a perfect mix of like funny, heartfelt, good action, and just... Almost absurdism it, at times.
1: His sense of humor stayed the same throughout these movies yes. that I've seen. Like
0: even Three Billboards, which was a serious movie about a woman whose daughter was murdered. Yeah. Still has really good... Still funny. Uh, ...jokes in it. Like, yeah. well, like levity great, in it is great, really good. Uh, Sam Rockwell in that movie. Yeah. Love a good Sam Rockwell performance. Always. Yeah. Iron Man 2, Hitchhiker's Guide for the Galaxy, just Sam Rockwell. He made that movie watchable. That You didn't
1: like Hitchhikers? It was long in the tooth. A little bit, yeah. But uh, I read like half the book, and the book is like hilarious compared to this
0: movie. Did you only read the the first one because there are five of them? Yeah, the first one. There's no way, (laughs) but it was fun. (laughs) I have them all. Regardless, that movie's good too. And then this came out, and uh, it's about it's set in 1923. 1923, so 100 years ago. Yeah, right. Uh, Crazy in Inisherin, which is an island off the coast of Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson play. Uh, Patrick and Colm res- respectively. Yeah. And they were friends and then the movie just starts right out and then they're not friends anymore. Yeah. Uh Colm, uh Berndon Gleason decides that he's not gonna be Colin Farrell's friend anymore. Yeah, he just <laughs> tells him like I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna hang out with you anymore. Yeah. yeah. First of all, I love Irish accents. I think Yeah, I know. I felt like talking in it after the movie. Is your family from Ireland from years ago? We yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. See my family came from Scotland. Mostly, we have Scotland, Scottish in us as well. I will say, out of all the British Isle accents, I think Irish is my favorite. Yeah, Irish is really better than is. English.
1: Oh, I have a Scottish friend, and her accent is wonderful.
0: Really? Yes. Is it like? Is she'll
1: it like get a mad brave at you. Accent? She's like Pixar brave. She'll go. uh What do you call? What do you where? What do you park your car? What do you call that? What do you call it? Parking spot? No, when you drive it in. Oh, driveway. No, worry. garage. No, it's
0: garage. <laughs> With the rolled are garage. Oh Jesus, that is kind of entertaining. It was nice, yeah. But the Irish accents are on point in this movie. Yeah, I think because of they're, course they're, I'm they're sure like, they're Irish. They're Irish. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They weren't that great for yeah. people that
1: already speak Irish. <laughs> I knew I wanted to see this movie, even though I had a dull idea because it's just two friends yeah. who stop being friends. But Martin McDonough's making it, so I was like, and it's got to be really
0: interesting. Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell were the two leads in in Bruges. Oh yeah, that's so, where. I okay. mean, they've been working together before and but it was a beautiful island too. Yeah, I oh have my god. To say. Like it was the, so some of the sweet. opening yeah. establishing shots yeah. like I have family and stuff that come from other parts of America to where we live, which is nice. we got rolling hills. It's not like gigantic mountains. You know, oh, yeah. We're not in the Rockies or anything like that. Or nice and drive from the Appalachia. Yeah. It's not you, too bad. You get like, oh, this is so pretty out here. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm driving around some areas and I'm like, it is pretty out here. Mm-hmm. Then you see Ireland and it's like, fuck me. Yeah, like everywhere you look. It's America looks like dog beautiful. shit. Compared. Like we've yeah. got the Grand Canyon and stuff. But like this <laughs> is like perfectly like Crayola Cranbox green grass yeah. fields dropping off into a sheer cliff and i'm like that's wow. the coolest and i'm sure there's somewhere like that that exists in america yeah but, but it was it's just not pretty. it's not by here yeah god yeah. it's so well shot it's just too. a very
1: different zone than what we're used to over here yeah and it's and so well it's shot so nice. it's so
0: beautiful yeah and it like, just takes you back to that little world mm-hmm. really well
1: i thought a lot about how colin farrell walks around everywhere and mm-hmm. i'm like that dude is that's a lot of walking that he's, he's doing. in standing shape they basically they gave you a basic idea of the distance between the two houses yeah and pardon me the uh i'm like yeah that's a lot of walking he's doing a lot of walking Mm -hmm. so that was something that i focused on a lot because i can't focus on stuff all the time i did like what was the kid dominic
0: dominic oh that's a uh i don't know how to say his last name it's barry kagan
1: yeah Where, where do i know him from um, he's very sim- familiar to most me. Most
0: recently, he was in a deleted scene of the Batman, <laughs> and he's going to be the Joker. I it was deleted. Yeah, and then they released it on YouTube afterwards. Like he was at, at like the end when Riddler. Yeah, he's in the other. But cell. there was a, a deleted scene where he uh, actually talks to the Batman.
1: Oh. Yeah. Batman okay. comes
0: in and he's just like, Hey, Joker. Yeah. You stay in there. <laughs> Except I'm sad about most things. And I've Riddler. got really greasy hair. <laughs> you got one on me, Riddler. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, Barry Kagan, he was in uh, recently Dunkirk. Uh, he was oh. in The Eternals. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. probably where I know him from. Probably. Yeah. You could tell me anybody was
1: in The Eternals and I'd be like, Yeah, probably. There was a lot of people in The Eternals. Yeah. And I, don't, yeah.
0: I didn't um, care for that movie. What else? Killing of a Sacred Deer, Dunkirk. I hear really good things about that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen uh eh, Killing of the Sacred Deer. Yeah. But yeah. But no, he's he's freaking great too, and he's a very he charming great? character. Yeah. His character Barry is a kid in the town. Dominic. That, Dominic, Dominic. Yeah. Barry is his name. Mm-hmm. And uh he's you know, he's just really socially awkward. And it yeah. turns out he's got a fucked Dang. up relationship with his father, who's yep. a cop who beats the shit out of Colin Farrell. Yeah. And it's it's just a very small story where it's like it's almost like a mystery. Yeah. And then it's almost like a, a character piece where it's it, just these two guys that don't know how to talk about what they want. Yes.
1: They're just running into this two bump old of
0: men. How to, yeah, yeah express it, their feelings to each other. Right. So essentially what it comes down to is Brendan Gleeson is, he's a uh, violin player and mm. composer. And he thinks he's wasting too much time talking to Colin Farrell. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not friends with... I don't like you anymore. I yeah. can't talk to you You're anymore. You're too dull. You're wasting my life. Right. And and I should be doing something like music that'll
1: last forever. Right. He
0: wants to be Mozart. Yeah. And uh, he gets to the point where he's like, if you come talk to me, I'm going to cut off a finger. Yeah. And I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And he does it yeah. five times. It's <laughs> every finger wild. on his left hand, which is yeah. his, his fiddle hand. I like how Patrick responds
1: to it. Just be like, you know... I'm not going to leave it in the dirt. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's like put it in a shoebox to give it back to him. Yeah, and I just thought it was a, a a great movie. I mean, I typically the more I thought about it, the more I was like, "This is actually a really good movie." Yeah, I, typically... I I walked away being like, "This is," uh, I was like, "This is fun. This is good." But then the more I thought about
0: it, the more I was like, "That's uh, there's a lot of really good stuff that was happening here." I I don't usually like like I I used this term earlier. It's a uh, Oscar bait movies Where it feels like You're just putting this out It's not It's not The Avengers It's not trying to make A billion dollars Yeah It's not coming out in 3D It wants awards Yeah It's a prestige film Which is fine But I haven't really Gone out and Tried to see those movies Obviously I didn't go out And see this When I saw it was on HBO Yeah But this is one that Piqued my interest Because I was just like I really like Martin McDonough Yeah I've only seen Two of his movies I didn't know about The third one (laughs) Yeah so I went and saw this, and I I really liked it.
1: I really liked it, too. Yeah. The more I thought about it, the more I was like – "Because sat I, with you. I really thought that um. what uh, Colin was saying was being like, you know, you're too dim, and I need something, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to last a lifetime. I was, like, thinking more and more about his character and being like, he, you know, is realizing that he's not that Calendous. smart yeah. either – and that's kind of freaking him out. Yeah, he's
0: having an existential crisis. And this yeah. is all set against something I, I was vaguely aware that there was an Irish Civil War. Yeah. I knew that when we were growing up in like the 80s and 90s, there was not.
1: The IRA was still a thing. Yeah.
0: You two wrote songs about it, and it sounds horrible, but it's yeah. not something we get taught in American history. Yeah, I'm not sure. And so they're on exactly an island, going on. and they hear cannon fire and gunfire yeah. from the mainland. And it's just these two guys that are worried about their own, and the whole town gets involved in it. Like, yeah. the whole town is it's just a small like, why, town? Is he, why isn't he talking yeah. to you? Like, mm. the priest is even like, why aren't you talking to that guy? Like, yeah. what's going on? Are you still depressed? Or are you not talking to your friend? Yeah. And it's this whole thing that this whole town is concerned over why two guys aren't talking to each other mm-hmm. while there's a war going on. And they could see the mainland. Like, they yeah. could hear it. And they're like, that's not important. And I think one of the, uh, I think the lady at the that runs the general store. Yeah. She wants news. Yeah. She time. wants news. She but wants even food. she said she's not sure what side they're hoping wins the civil war at this Mm -hmm. point because it's just like they don't care they have their they're worried about who said what to who and you know uh they don't know getting job offers the policeman's gonna go to
1: the mainland to help with the executions yeah and he's not sure which side they're executing well that's what i'm thinking about yeah the policeman
0: doesn't care who they're executing that day he's like i'm just i want to see an execution yeah so and uh colin farrell's Uh, sister, Colin Farrell's character sister, uh, is played by Carrie Condon, and she was probably my favorite character. She was awesome. In the whole movie. Yes. She was fantastic. Just being in between these two upset men, being like, you're both fucking stupid, and then she's the one that leaves. Yeah, she's the smartest one.
1: Right. And it shows in her character by actually leaving. Yeah, she gets up and leaves. But that was the cool thing about the letter that, uh, wrote, because he's like, you know, simple. So he's like, I can't go to the mainland and, like, have that life that right. you want me to have. This is my fucking life. This is what I'm going to do. Right. So he wants yeah, to live so, in that
0: crazy little world that they have. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, Patrick and his sister live together. Their parents are dead. doesn't really go into why or how they died. Yeah. It's just that they were dead. Died eight years ago. Um, and they were – she gets a job offer to go work at a library on the mainland, and she takes it. Mm-hmm. And then his first – uh Response when he, it it kind of hit me a little hard where I was just, oh, I see myself in that a little bit is <laughs> his sister gets this amazing job offer room and board in the mainland doing something he loves or she loves yeah. and his first response is well what about me yeah what am I supposed to do i <laughs> to <laughs> I'm just like do? oh you selfish fuck
1: yeah and it sucks because Podrick lost his parents uh-huh. he lost his sister and his donkey he lost his donkey yeah he lost his best friend yep he lost his backup friend uh huh and he was just like uh, lonely
0: yeah and I did like uh like I all right full disclosure, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know this. I I'm, I didn't study film. I just kind of pick up, you know, what I think is going on. Yeah. But it escalates so much when uh, Brendan Gleeson's character inadvertently chops off, well, he definitely chops off his fingers on purpose. Yeah. And then he throws him against Colin Farrell's door. Colin Farrell's donkey eats one of the fingers and chokes on it and dies. And yeah. his donkey is his best friend. Mm-hmm. So Brendan Gleeson's finger killed his donkey, thus killing his, a- his animal best friend yeah. with his old best friend's finger yeah and he proceeds to tell Brendan gleason tomorrow at two o'clock i'm coming to your house i'm a it to the ground yeah with you in it or not he's like i'm not going to check you can yeah. be in it or not just make sure your dog's not in it and it was a good dog the, big, the little the shepherd thing
1: was with the uh fingers and yeah. the donkey dying um column actually felt really bad about that he did because yeah. there feud is between them two he punched a cop yep. that's what he knows he punched a cop for yeah. Padrick. yeah you know because his feud is between those two. Yeah. And he also... Uh, Patrick called him out because they were talking to each other, the policemen. Right. And, and the policeman's
0: apparently diddling his kid. Yeah.
1: And the policeman's like a real piece of shit. And he's yes. like, you are having him as company rather than me. Right. You're it's best just friend. Because, like, they had a boring life. Yeah. And Patrick was happy with it. Colum wasn't. And then shit got interesting for both
0: of them. Right. And now they...
1: Having a good time with each other.
0: And it opens on, the movie opens on Colm's house and ends with Colin Farrell burning his house down. Yeah. So it's like the whole thing. And then they're both standing on the beach and they seem fine with each other at the end. Yeah. And I think. Uh, they're even talking, they're doing small talk. Yeah. They do small talk throughout the movie. This guy has no sister, no donkey on one side. And the other one has house burnt down and he chopped off all of his fingers and they're still just talking to each other. Yeah. Like, no, we're still going to be mad at each other. It's best not to forget some things. But I really think it's about... then it just ends like that. And he's like, you know, sometimes that's kind of what life is. Yeah. And I like that part of it. At least what I took away from it is it's just like, no, sometimes you could just be done with things. Sometimes your donkey dies or your house burns down and it's okay to be upset and you don't have to act like everything's fine. You can move Mm. on and be like, yeah, things are shitty, but... It's what we're doing, yeah, like fucking let's go. <laughs> the last thing that they say is, um,
1: Colm says to Padre, you know, hey, thank you for taking care of my dog, yeah, thanks for watching my dog at least. And, and uh, he's like, anytime, yeah, and he just says, anytime, and walks away. Like, yeah. they're learning how their relationship is working yeah. by jumping to the extreme, yeah, you know, because uh,
0: it's yeah, the pendulum goes both ways and then yeah. eventually, like, they're gonna settles hit down that right center. in the middle, and they had to do a lot of wild shit to each other yeah. to find it out, but yeah.
1: like. That was really fun. And so I did, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, these people are very interesting,
0: and how right. they solved their problem was very stupid. But like, that's the point of their character. Well, what I did like is when I first watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, Brendan Gleeson's going to be a bad guy in this because the trailer makes it look like if you talk to me, like they say, if you talk to me, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you fucking that's that's insane. You're a crazy person, and this is you know going to be Colin Farrell dealing with how his friend is crazy now. Mm-hmm. And it's not, because you see Brennan Gleeson, when he cuts his fingers off, he, Colin Farrell keeps talking to me. He's like, why are you doing this? I told yeah. you what has to happen if yeah. you talk to me. I said it in front of all these people at the pub, and I said I'd do it, and now you're still doing this. What the fuck, man? Like, I, you know what this is going
1: to do to me. I thought he had done something to Podrick. Yeah. Like, killed his parents or something. Yeah, I thought was I was like, waiting for that shooting. I can't drive. have that guilt on nothing. me. Nothing. And it was nothing. Nothing.
0: Wonderful. It's just, I'm stubborn, and I'm sad that no one's going to remember me.
1: Yep. I'm having a midlife crisis, and I don't know how to tell my friend, and my friend is part of that, because all we do is drink and talk, and I don't want to do that anymore, but I don't know what I want to do. Right. So I'm freaking out. I hope he doesn't burn my house down. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm cutting off a finger,
0: even though I'm a fiddle player. Yeah, exactly. It's so insane, but somehow, like, the way it's played off and the way it's written, it's somehow believable. It's a fucking insane story that someone would do that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it played off really well. You get invested in the
1: characters big time. Yeah. And, like, they even have a vision of death as this old lady. The old lady, yeah. She's and funny. She's just like, someone's going to die this shows month. Up. Yeah. Because, like, that was – there's a lot of situations that pop up, and you just kind of see her. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, five or six times, you're like, oh, shit, now it's going to yeah. pop
0: off. And then nothing happens. I did, like, when Colin Farrell was on his way to – uh, Brendan Gleason's house And he passes her on the road and she says Don't you go killing his dog he her, I, was just like, I wasn't gonna do it Until you put the idea <laughs> yeah. In my head <laughs> I thought he was gonna kill that dog I was gonna be so upset I was a little worried Dog death in a movie Is never okay It was a cute doggy too Do whatever else You gotta do in movies But don't <laughs> Don't kill the dog I really enjoyed that movie Alright so is no, it a course. three? Yeah it's obviously a oh, three. Nice you I, was, I was sneaky up the, bitch. I was up in the air. I watched it and I was like, I don't know. This might be a two for Jake. I think you might have been like, maybe. No, I really enjoyed it. Nice. I can I can get down with something like that. All right, so Banshees of Initiar. Oh, did you do the thing when uh um Brennan Gleason says the name of the movie in the movie? No. I always like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. There are jokes about it all over the internet. Titular but, scene. Yeah. It's like, I'm writing a song. What's your song called? The Banshees of Initiar. And I was like, ah <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I see. <laughs> if I if I ran the MPAA, that would be a rule. It's like you could do whatever you want in the movie, but you have to say whatever the title of the movie is <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I can't wait to see Cocaine Bear just for that reason. I just like my dinner with Andre, which is <laughs> <laughs> really played. All
1: you right, really we'll... have to make Sophie's choice. <laughs> oh no, you made it sad.
0: <laughs> I like these things. Yeah. This is fun. It's a fun. Game. <laughs> It's a fun game. It's I'm not a gonna fun give
1: choice. you the Scarlet Letter. Is that a movie? It <laughs> yeah. must have made it into a movie. They had to have made it a movie. I guess this truly they does make you it the book. last of the Mohicans. <laughs> did you I say, that they did in say that in the movie? In the movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that movie. I guess the Empire is really striking back now. Guys. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, yeah. Banshees of Inishairn. It's up on uh, HBO Max. Go watch it. It's fun. Yep. Go it, watch it. I hope this wins some Oscars because. I think they announce the Oscars tomorrow, so by the time this goes out, they'll have the... I don't follow the Oscars. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's one of those things that happens, and you're just like, oh, yeah.
1: They're like best picture. You're, I haven't okay. seen... I don't think I've seen a best picture. I, I couldn't tell you what last year's best picture was. You know what I mean? Shit. See? Uh, How was it the best picture? <laughs> what came out last
0: year? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Time is an illusion to me. The past was means it Inception? nothing. Or <laughs> Tenet. The one? Which was the one about. Well, Tenet is the Jesus one. Jesus
0: Christ, man. I'm banging my head against wall and I can't figure it out. Yeah, see? I don't think. It's
1: <sighs> like a bunch of people out on their yacht telling their 14 year old daughters to watch these movies and tell me which one is the best picture.
0: No, that was White Lotus. Uh, was last it? year, the best movie was called Coda. See? That sounds familiar, but I haven't seen it. The year before that was Nomad Land. See? year before that was Parasite. I saw Parasite. Basically. I love Parasite.
1: People were mad about that one because it also won Best Foreign Film. I remember that. Yeah. But that movie
0: is fantastic. Green Book, I never saw. I saw that. It is not interesting. Oh, that year that Green Book was nominated, Black Panther was too. Oh. Black Panther. <laughs> uh, the Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Love f- that movie. Fish fucking movie. Oh my God, such a good movie. I think they've expanded the nomination for Best Picture because they'll- As they th- should. They'll throw in some other stuff and- uh yeah, I think this will probably get it. It's it seems movie? like it. I yeah. think Colin Maybe. Farrell's fantastic. I think Brendan Gleeson is probably a better actor in this movie, and I think Carrie Condon definitely deserves Best Supporting Actress or something because her yes. character as the sister. I, don't,
1: I haven't seen her in anything else, but her
0: character was amazing. Oh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She does the voice. Uh, what I know her as is she does the voice of uh, Friday in the Marvel Universe now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Now that uh, Iron Man's little thing. She was in uh, – she was in Three Billboards, and... Oh, so she doesn't do that
1: accent all the time, huh?
0: No, it's what we were talking about last week. These Dang. British and English and Irish people are just killing us with these American accents. Go. They're just jumping in. But she was like a highlight. Yeah, oh yeah, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. All right, so that's a three. We can stop talking about The Banshees of Inisherin. That's a three! Go watch it. That's yeah. a three for me. Go. So now we're going to talk about Jake's Recommendation, yes, which sir. is a documentary that I found on... It was on YouTube? YouTube. Yes, sir. And, yeah, there's some uh, channel that, I guess, has the rights to a bunch of documentaries, and that's how they're making money. Oh, So cool. they just put a bunch of, like, I mean, this one's Canadian. It might be all Canadian documentaries for uh, a while Yeah. So whatever. Bret Hart is. Uh, it's called Wrestling yeah, with Shadows. Yes, sir. Hitman Hart. Yeah. It's about Bret Hart going from WWF to WCW. So, yeah, give, give a little backstory on what your history with wrestling is. Because I told it last week, like, I kind of watched the recap shows yeah. on Saturday mornings. I, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a pay per view yeah. or i I've seen WrestleMania. I've seen. I was there or I wasn't there, but I've seen like. I was there, me. Hulk, H- Hulk Hogan um, picking up Andre the Giant and stuff like yeah, that. Body slamming yeah, Body Slam and Andre Giant. That was good stuff. Yeah. So why, why'd you pick this for me?
1: Because I know you don't know anything about wrestling. That's why. And it's. Even if you don't follow it, there's something to be respected about wrestling. For sure. I will, I'll get that out of the way for this sure. This is probably the greatest um portrayal of how they do storytelling in wrestling. Yeah. That I could think of. So I was like, this will be a great thing to show him so that he can see like it kind of even blurs the line between uh fiction and nonfiction. What's actually happening and what they're embellishing more and more. Right. So it's like really cool that way to me.
0: Right. So this came out in nineteen ninety eight. So we were still kids. I still remember like, almost up to high school, people saying, like, wrestling is real. And, yeah. Uh, first of all, it's it's real in the sense that they're actually... They're actually throwing each other around. Yeah, it, it's not a hologram. It's not animated. Yeah. They're doing it. They're not actually upset because you slept with my wife and blah, 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 Al Snow didn't eat somebody's dog. Exactly. <laughs> that, that happened? Yeah. That was during the Attitude Era. Al Snow <sighs> ate somebody's dog. Why?
1: Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, personally. yeah. But <laughs> so this came out in
0: 1998, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're just playing it up. But then it kind of was like, I still don't like this guy. It's like, oh, it's all fine in the ring. It's all fine. Yeah. But I still don't like this guy. And Bret Hart talks about
1: it. He's like, you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to have pain and stuff. It's like, I just don't want to get hurt. Right. You know, that's the whole point. It's just not like break anything on somebody.
0: He seems like the nicest guy.
1: Bret Hart? Yeah. He's one of the coolest. I think it's a
0: Canadian thing. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. It, wrestling's in his blood, and he knows how to do it. Yeah, his dad was a wrestler, and he's got 10 so, brothers and sisters, and they're all tied to wrestling. Oh, I did, I mentioned it last week, it was his brother died. Yes, Owen yeah. Hart. Yeah, he that happened like a tragically. year after this came out. Yeah, he So died that, that fucking very sucks. Very tragic death. It yeah. made me, because I Googled that uh, before I watched this, and I was like, I thought somebody, Hart, died. And I looked, and then it, there was a point in this where he's even talking about his brother, Brett's talking about Owen, and he's like, Oh, he's the best technical wrestler and I was like, "Oh, fuck, man. That sucks." Yeah. Yeah. Cuz he's the nicest guy in the world and I have Owen Hart you know, I'm, is I'm, a cool wrestler as well. Right. I'm never going to say like there are some people that will just flat out say that wrestling is stupid. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think it's very mm-hmm. intriguing. The storytelling just from this and from the basic outline that I know about wrestling. So, I get yeah. why people are super into it. To interested. give a base, um so Bret
1: Hart was World Heavyweight Champion <laughs> of WWF when he took an offer from TBS to be on WCW Ted Turner's company Ted Mouth Turner in the
0: South owner of the Atlanta Braves
1: <laughs> so he was Woo. so he was going to do the transition but he didn't want to lose the belt so like he didn't want to lose to somebody yeah so they came up with a plan him and McMahon the Vince McMahon owner of WWF yeah WWE and he uh they're like we're going to do a schmas which is everybody comes out a whole bunch of wrestlers come out and they fight Triple H, who was fighting him for the belt, and that
0: way he loses on a technicality.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah, it was Shawn Michaels.
0: Triple H was doing. uh, Shawn Triple H was the referee for the Shawn Michaels match. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of going Mm -hmm. into this. So he 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 loses
1: the belt on a technicality. Yeah, that way it wasn't a best of you know strength. Right. It was a technicality, and then he go over to WCW. Right.
0: So he's still undefeated, and he did seem like he really cared about. Keeping the title, especially because, like, like the title uh, Montreal Screwjob, like it's referred to. Yeah, it's, he's in Canada and he's a Canadian guy. Yeah, and I guess prior to this, he had kind of turned heel against Americans. Yeah, because he wanted to get people
1: upset with right.
0: him, so that when he lost the belt, he it would be, it would be like good riddance it's type such thing. Such a Canadian attitude to be like, you know what? I'm going to tell all these Americans they're bad people for glorifying yeah. all this violence and sex. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then he, We're about it. And then <laughs> like it's take that back to Canada with you. And his And I but I got where he was coming from. He's like mm-hmm. 'cause his he said it's a family thing because his family did it. Yeah. You grow up doing it and then you're like, well, this isn't our family values because wrestling is your whole fucking life. Yeah. His creepy old dad was a wrestler. Yeah. His dad is pretty amazing. He's a,
1: he's he's like a character. Freaking seventy years old and he's throwing eighteen year old kids yeah, that are two hundred pounds around. Jiu
0: Jitsu like fucking uh marine-looking guy and the seven-year-olds just got him in a headlock. Yeah, my favorite part. I'm my finger. You see Wait. how that hurt? I give you I give you give you, <laughs> give... you find this scene on YouTube. It's the weirdest fucking. He's like, like that. You feeling like that, Yeah. You tell me when you're <laughs> done. I'm just like, what the? F-? There's another guy watching this with one of uh, Stu Hart's grandchildren. And they're both staring. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just give him now. See that? I'm lifting his vein right here in your neck. <laughs> so fucking creepy.
1: I like the part with um, his wrestling match with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart's yeah. match with Stone Cold. He's like, you know, his family, his dad's in the audience, and Stone Cold is like, what if I grab him? Yeah. He's like, my dad is going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> and he does it, and his dad even rears up, and he's ready to fight him.
0: And that's where I kind of got, so I think good. Stone Cold was probably when, like, I remember when Hulk Hogan was with the three ninjas and stuff like that. Yeah. In the early nineties. But like Stone Cold came around, I was like, Oh yeah, this guy seems like he pretty much rules. And that's when Bret Hart was like, It's not about this anymore. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Attitude, I like, he was like, how do you like the bad guy? And I was like, That's who I liked. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having him on the front of a friggin' uh Nintendo sixty four cartridge so and playing that game.
1: We'll go into so they're having a the heavyweight
0: match. Yeah. Right.
1: And it's in Montreal, which is his home. You know, Well, he's from Calgary. Yeah, he's from Canada. Calgary. He's Cam- from Canada. Yes,
0: it's a big fucking country. Yeah,
1: but he's in Montreal. Yes. And um, Shawn Michaels gets him in a pin that's just supposed to be like a two-count or it was, something. It's his move, the sharpshooter. Yeah. and um, Oh, yeah, it was the sharpshooter. He puts him in sharpshooter. And shooter. then uh, you can hear Vince McMahon much. says, you know, ring the bell, ring the bell, so that it looks like a submission win.
0: Right. And so that way, Brett lost. And Triple H referee says... That wasn't supposed to happen. We yeah, supposed to. He was about to reverse it, and then Brett Michaels does reverse it. Like you see the videotape, he reverses mm-hmm. it almost immediately, but then stands up like, "What the hell happened?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess these are legally binding matches. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you, well, you can't go back on it, especially when you're trying to play it off as right. a sport.
0: So he ends up getting, and Vince McMahon screws him over in a contract, and he ends up going over. He signs a contract with Vince McMahon for twenty years. For less money, I think Ted Turner was going to give him like 50 million bucks. Yeah. Something stupid. Oh, yeah. I, and, he uh, wouldn't leave the world title if right. it wasn't a good amount of money. And then he's like, no, I'm going to stay with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon gives him a 20-year deal. And then a couple years later, he's like, yeah, I got to cancel this deal. <laughs> so he feels betrayed. And then the ultimate betrayal in the Montreal job in the ethos of wrestling history, I'm sure if you ask anyone who's a wrestling fan, they'll have thoughts.
1: Yeah. I have thoughts. Yeah. Let's get into it. I want to hear. So. <laughs> yeah. Is this real? That's the greatest question. That's the greatest question. Jacob, it's my favorite question. I, to no, go ahead, go ahead. Okay.
0: So, if this is a legitimate documentary and mm-hmm. like the actual person, Bret Hart, mm-hmm. wanted to make this documentary in earnest about his trials and tribulations of going to the WCW, whether he does it or not, and then this happens and it just falls into his lap. Yeah. And it ends up being I can't believe we were are, we were rolling when this happened. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like uh, Anthony Bourdain was filming an episode in Lebanon, and yeah. they start getting bombed. I and just that. right place, right time, shooting yeah. something to catch something really fucking amazing. Yeah, I remember that. If that's the case, mm-hmm. it's a one. It's a really poorly made documentary. <laughs> if if this is fake, yeah, it's better. It might be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I, I stayed up for an hour. All right, let me read you some of my notes. All right, yeah, let's so, get into it. <laughs> I can always tell in documentaries, this is clearly some of these things were set up. Mm-hmm. At one point when Vince McMahon decides he's going to cancel the deal, mm. and um, Brett's wife is sitting at their kitchen table, he walks in, cameras are rolling, he walks in and says, oh, just got off the phone with Vince. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God! What happened? And it cuts to four different camera angles. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> okay. This wasn't just set up. It's lit. It's lit well. <laughs> yeah, he didn't just get off the phone with it, right? And like things just don't happen. But I get that. Yeah, like maybe make it it, a, and that's why more think if it's earnest and it's someone. If he was thinking, this is how I need to make get my story out, and it's like a kind of like when a famous person decides they're going to be in a band. And mm-hmm. they just hire musicians, and they're terrible at it. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. It was one of the things where it's like, I've got all this money, so I'm going to make something for me. And it's my own glorification and everything like okay. that. Okay. So that's the wow. one. Wow. He he had cameras on when he was – he sends a fax, ending <laughs> his career with a WWF. It's F then. It's yeah. E now. Whatever. E now. Yeah. And he's literally standing behind me like, send this fax right here. <laughs> Whole career. Ended this relationship. 20 years. One push of this button. And it just like has a close-up on the fucking actual fax machine. And I'm like, this is such shit. But I can't tell. <laughs> if you look right here, right now, I wrote what is life? <laughs> I did not understand. Because if this is all fake, and I looked online, I looked on Reddit, and there, you find you can find anything on Reddit. No. And there's like two or three things. It's like, oh no, I have this fan theory mm-hmm. about this. And I'm like, No, it's a doc you can't have a fan theory about a documentary. The whole point of a documentary is it's it's not a theory. There's no theory, it's a thing. If it's the thing, it sucks. If it's not the thing, it's amazing. (laughs) This is is a weird interesting. It put me down this Andy Kaufman esque rabbit hole because he did this Mm -hmm. with wrestling. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a bigger comedy nerd than I am a wrestling nerd, obviously. Mm -hmm. And if this was all to like if they planned this out Mm -hmm. and said, I'm gonna go over here. Mm -hmm. and but no hard feelings you know i'm gonna go to wcw no hard feelings at all vince you've been here for me and they sat down and they mapped this out they're like how can we fucking pull this off to make everyone look like because vince mcmahon turns into a heel in Mm -hmm. this it's a wrestling storyline vince mcmahon was a commentator right during this and the owner and then i remember later, it wasn't known that he was the owner right and then later i remember him like showing up and like there's videos of him like dropping racial slurs <laughs> and stuff like that like while cameras are rolling like it's part of his character. I think at one point Donald Trump hit him with a chair. Yeah, oh yeah. It's something like so he's Donald Trump part and of it. him had he's, a big feud. That says a lot about him. But, <laughs> yeah. And but it's just like if he planned this all out and like we're going to shoot a documentary. Uh-huh. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to shoot a documentary. We're going to fake all this stuff. And we're going to make it seem like this is happening. And then you could sell this. This is going to be a big boon for you. You're going to get all this money from the documentary. You have all the rights. Because they show actual WWE footage. Yeah. From what I know about Vince McMahon is he's a litigious person. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like people have come after him for medical care. I know, like, a wrest- John Oliver did a good deep dive into the WWE a couple years ago. Oh, yeah? And it had footage from this. Like, one of his John Oliver, things are terrible in a British accent, 25-minute YouTube videos that's out there. Oh, okay. And he shows footage from this. And it's like Vince McMahon like doesn't give uh health care to any of the wrestlers. Yeah. They're independent contractors, but they have to work for him, which is like some kind of labor violation, but he <laughs> bullies people in signing contracts. And yeah. he seems like a shithead. Yeah. And so if he didn't want this to come out, it would not have come out. Yeah. They're using WWE licensed footage. And sound bites and actual camera footage from him, which is what sent me down the thing. And at one point after the Montreal screw job, um, there are four cameras in the locker room. Yeah. And then you hear someone off saying be like, Vince is coming in. He's like, You guys get out of here? And it's like the classic thing of like filming the door shutting. Yeah. Then you hear people talking off screen. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, Yeah, I punched him in the face. I'm like, you'd be in he if that was real He would go, I don't know what the assault laws are in Canada. But that's battery. <laughs> you can't just punch someone in the face because they screwed you over on a contract. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't. Okay. And they played it up and he was like gloating about it. I like, yeah, punch him right in the face. It's... No cameras in there? No, the cameras that have been following me for twenty four hours. They didn't catch the moment when I punched that guy in the face. Uh yeah. What'd yeah, he do? Yeah. He like shovel she sh... they have him shambling out afterwards. Yep, you didn't see a thing. You didn't even see Vince McMahon with a black eye or anything. No. Mm-hmm. So, if it's fake, it's genius. So, I don't, and I, here's the thing I don't care either way. <laughs> the existential crisis, how do I grade this? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I honestly have no idea. I thought about it. I've talked to people. <laughs> I've, I've Googled. Yeah. I had a long conversation with my mother, and she's like, how are things? And I'm like, not great. <laughs> well, Wh- let me give watch you my – Watch this documentary. So, yes, talk me off <laughs> this ledge. Wait, I can't really talk you off a ledge. Let because... me make sure I had a couple more things. Okay. Go right ahead. They're terrible at interviewing children, which also makes me think it's fake. Uh, what do you mean? Because like they're talking to Brett's kids, and at one point they're, they're leading the kid with the questions. It's like, do you like your dad wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that your dad's your hero? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's a it's shot. Kids. Not the kids say like, oh, my dad's my hero. It's yeah. just like they don't want to be there. They're kids, but that could play into anything. Yeah. Um, oh god, my penmanship went to shit. I put, you can't assault a billionaire. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, If this is fake, the wife is the best actor in the whole fucking thing. (laughs) Or she wasn't in on it, and he put her through hell for about two months. (laughs) Because she's fantastic. Um, What else? God damn it. Um, Yeah, so bad, dot, dot, dot. My God, I'm confused. Yeah. (laughs) This might be the greatest thing ever. And then I wrote, on the credits it says, directed and written by. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow And, and I, was, I stayed and watched the credits Because I was like is Vince McMahon the fucking executive producer in this Because yeah, that would tip me point. off But it was like yeah. the guy that directed directed and wrote it I don't hmm. know if you often get a writing credit for a documentary I don't know I have no clue Directed and written by Paul J. But I have So I have my two theories One of them
1: is uh, Yes it is fake You know okay. of course So it's a meta joke I it's think a, it's, it's a funny Is it supposed to be funny An extension of wrestling where this is the era where wrestling was still real. Like, if you saw them out in the
0: world, you know, if you saw the warrior, the warrior would be a crazy person still. Right. Because he's like, you know, I have them, Look, my character. They have Mankind and Undertaker in there, and I remember those guys. And it yeah. shows, like, what's Mankind's real name? Mick Foley? Yeah, Mick Foley. Yeah, it shows him, and he's like, oh, no, I'm just this guy. Yeah. Like he, and I remember seeing him on, like, he, he was interviewed a couple times by uh, John Stewart on The Daily Show. Oh yeah, he like, wrote books mm-hmm. and stuff like that about Mick like Foley's anger, a real cool guy, anger management, and like yeah. he had his whole crusade about mental health and shit like that. Has a documentary I'm like,
1: yeah. about being Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, he's weird. weird, weird guy. But
0: so, so they're in on it. So I think
1: one way that I think is that they are in on it, and they're they're extending the. This um, is all planned out ahead of time. They're extending the uh the the scope of the story from not just being in the ring, right? But now since the veneer of The uh, thing being that wrestling being real is falling down. Let's bring the characters out and bring in the real people, the real wrestlers. And now
0: the story is about them. So we're keeping. But you just put out another layer of fakeness. Yes. So that way. Because this is before like reality shows. You see, and that's really what it reminded me of was a lot like reality shows Mm -hmm. where it's just like, you know, I'll catch like snippets of uh, Kardashians or something like that. Like, every now and again, they'll show, like, clips of them, and it's just like, look how stupid this is. And it's yeah. just like, oh, my God, he's calling me right now. Yeah. And I just, like, smile and look at the camera. I'm like, this is right. fucking fake. And that's the vibe a, uh-huh. I got from this. But this is before, like, reality TV was, like, yeah. they're still real world. So, they probably had Big Brother over in Europe or whatever the fuck they do. But we had real world, but real world wasn't like this.
1: No. This is super produced.
0: I'm thinking, like, yeah, it could be fake, you know? Yeah. It, it could, could be, be you told way. me it was. I need no, fucking closure. I said on this. one. It's okay. fake.
1: Okay. Uh, my other one, two. It's not fake, but McMahon is more of a genius than we give him credit for. I don't want to
0: put him in that category. He got a black eye for, for marketing purposes? Yes. Fucking genius.
1: Yes, this is exactly what I'm saying. He took he got a black eye and then instead of saying, you know, you know, I got to get my revenge on him. He was like, how do I make this a lot of money. And yeah. that's when he was like, okay, I am a, the bad guy now. you know, And I'm going to play this up. And I want to let people know that Bret Hart is the bad guy in this one. Well, it was that he did something really mean to me. Right. So that way, that's why he didn't get him arrested. Because he was like, I could play off of this. I could get more people looking into wrestling. More people
0: into WWE than WCW. And hmm. this is what I'm going to do. Because it does play it up like... It puts up the WCW and the WWF as like Pepsi and Coke. It's like, pick your side. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, but you'll take both. If a restaurant says, almost. You know we're, we don't have WWF, we have WCW, you'd be the, like, oh, that's fine.
1: Yeah, you just look at the stable and you see which kind of wrestlers you like. But then you have this wild story developing
0: over on WWE,
1: whether it's fake, which I don't think so because I don't know what Bret Hart gets out of it. You know? I don't know. But So that's why I think that McMahon was just like, okay, how do I make this work for me? So your theory is that it's somewhere in the middle. It's somewhere it's somewhere in the middle. There's a really good episode of uh oh shit. Radio Lab on really? this. And they compare
0: it. Radio to- Lab talks about a uh, podcast. The the reason I uh I th- I knew about it vaguely yeah. is like six years ago, a Australian podcast that I listened to called Do Go On, where they just talk about each one of them talks about a topic and does like a report on it. Yeah. They did one on the Montreal screw job. Mm. And I went back and listened to some of it, the guy that was giving the report, great Australian comic named Matt Stewart, uh-huh. and they seemed to think that they took it as this was real. Yeah. But is it real in the sense that wrestling is real? No. What is real? You know? <laughs> That's where I was getting at, like, midnight after I watched so, this, because it's like, okay, it's real. Clearly he's real. Clearly his wife's upset. So is this a real documentary the way that wrestling is a real fight, where so, there are real stakes? So th-
1: what Radiolab did was they compared it to Don Quixote, all right? So, okay. you know the story of Don Quixote? Vaguely, it's, yeah. So, it's it's a guy who went crazy in Spain. Right. And chasing Windmills. Chasing Thing Windmills wanted to be a knight again, mm-hmm. and, like, that was the book, you know, and it was a huge hit. Everybody read it, to the point where uh, a lot of fake authors tried to write Don Quixote too. Really? Yes. So, they were trying to capitalize on it. And one of them got particularly famous, one of these authors, and- Uh, Cervantes the guy who wrote Don Quixote he wrote the second one with the author of the fake second one Don Quixote comes in and he says you are a liar you didn't write this story you don't know what you're doing so what they did was now Don Quixote went from a fantasy character to reality and
0: destroying something that was real it's Bugs Bunny going into the animators room yes it's, but even more so. Jesus. All right. Well, so it's fun say, entertainment that it, way. On a purely educational value, Jake, this is a three. I didn't hey, think yeah. it would be a three. If there's a doubt in your it. mind that this isn't just his self-aggrandizing passion piece, yeah. that would make it a one. Because if that's the case, it's a really <laughs> shitty documentary. <laughs> like, it just makes you look like a doofus. But if that's geniusly planned out and everything, fucking good I on think, it. I think they caught a wild moment. That's what I think. And the, I think the they knew something saw, was going to happen and yeah. they did it. It's like exactly. an episode of curb. They're like, yes. this is where we're going to end up. but So in curb your enthusiasm. It's all improv. Yeah. Shit's so going like, to go down. We're going to go yeah. at the end of the day. Larry's gonna push over a casket at a funeral or something like yeah, that one of the biggest how we get wrestling in
1: stars in WWE is leaving for WCW some shit is going to go down right
0: so how can we make money so let's go and watch it's and see hard. what happens it's like uh, LeBron James did that when he left the Cavaliers to go to the Heat he had a big ESPN thing yeah it's like my contract's up it's gonna be fucking huge there you go and people
1: wanna see what the hell's going on with that yeah. alright
0: so, so LeBron I James fake think it, it is right. it's a, a three Great. yeah it, it broke me it broke me but it's a three
1: we got a three out of that. Jesus that Christ. is awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I expected a two.
0: No. from I think everyone should watch this. Yes, I And I want I to know what everyone... It's on YouTube. You can watch it for fucking free. You don't have to know anything about wrestling. You don't have to like nope. wrestling. Nope. Just look at this as a piece of what the fuck is this? Yes. Is this real or not? They did it better than... Remember that Joaquin Phoenix went crazy for a while? They yes, made a documentary they did. With yeah. Casey Affleck? Where they had a paparazzi being like, Compl- what is happening to Joaquin Phoenix? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's on Letterman, like, Half Asleep, or Conan, or one of them. I yeah. forget which one. And, uh, yeah, this is better than that. It's, yeah. better. it's better. Hell, yeah. Suck it, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> they did a really, really Give good Give the job. Oscar to Hitman Hart. So, I'm really happy you enjoyed Three. it. I'm happy you saw
1: what was there yes. that I saw. Yeah. Because, yes, it could have been just a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, thing that I would enjoy because I like Bret Hart's cool. And I took I'm a like, turn. look at how cool Bret Hart is.
0: If you did like what he said, I was like, Jake, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And then yeah. I thought like, <laughs> when you're talking about his dad and stuff, I was like, this is gonna be really dark. Like, no, yeah. I don't take that dirt, but because his
1: dad's really fun. Yeah, a really fun character in this uh, stuff. Blah, 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 Best yeah. thing he cannot understand. Get out of here, Stu
0: Hart. But he is wreaking havoc on this child. <laughs> Everyone, watch it. It's a three. It's a three. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, so that's uh, the stuff for this week. Let's go into emails uh, real quick uh you can email us at uh up at gmail.com you could also uh leave us a review and rate us on any of the podcast catchers of your choice that you have uh yeah leave us a review tell a friend get everyone to listen to it uh apple uh there's no there's no excuse not to listen we're getting good at it we're getting better yeah we're getting better as soon as i figure out cameras (laughs) will be on youtube and we kill that fucking snake Um, (laughs) yeah that
1: would be great footage
0: um uh, email that came in from our buddy Richie, who has dubbed himself the King of St. Lucia, because that mystery <laughs> solved. It was yeah. Richie on his honeymoon. <laughs> what a good guy. Yeah. So if you want to dub- <laughs> if you want to annex any island nations, just email the <laughs> podcast. We'll yeah. do our best to make it happen. Um, he says, Dibs on barring underwater welder. It sounds rad. Yeah. Dibs taken by Richie, for the record. It's all yours, bud. Uh, he brought up that he has two copies of Raku, the movie we talked about, oh, uh, Coaster Nine's yeah. recommendation. Okay. Uh, he'll get them to us and he invited us to come to his house Aww. that might be possible I do not recommend anybody else inviting <laughs> us to their house <laughs> I'll tell you what once a year we'll go to a listener's house <laughs> as a treat to you yes the best listener <laughs> we'll go to your house we'll eat your food and watch a movie <laughs> and then we will leave and not say anything uh, he did uh, want to do a recommendation uh, we should watch Drowning Mona comedy from the year 2000 uh-huh. I don't Aww. think it's good, and I'm not really sure you two will like it. Strong <laughs> recommendation. But I love it and want more people to at least see it, because when I bring it up sometimes, I'm describing a fever dream. Danny <laughs> DeVito plays a sheriff in a small town looking into the death of a local woman that nobody noticed, or that nobody liked, played by Bette Midler. The movie's cast is relatively stacked. Um, yeah. William Finchner, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Casey Affleck, Neve Campbell, and Bob the Goon from Batman 1989. <laughs> Characters are charming, and everyone drives a Yugo. I feel like I'm softballing y'all one for sure, but I need to recommend it Uh, from Richie. Have you seen this movie? Vaguely. I I think I do. have seen this movie. I do like weird Danny DeVito movies. I love Death to Smoochie. The funny thing is I watched this movie with Richie. Fucking Richie. Richie, (laughs) You know what? We're not going to Richie's house. Uh, Up for grabs. Who who wants us to come to their house? But that movie is incredible. It is a three. I'll check it out. You would absolutely love it. I am so sure of it. Yeah. It's got great comedy in it. All right. So what are we going to go into next week quickly? What do you got there? You got a box on the table. All right. I got here a movie
1: for you. It is a movie called Zatoichi, the Blind Swordsman. Okay. Yeah, I love Japanese samurai movies. All right, is it
0: old samurai movie? Yes. It's you want from to spell it for
1: people? Z a t o i c hmm. h i. Zatoichi. And
0: I'll try to find out where that's uh, streaming so, if you want to watch it along, and I will put that on our Instagram. Instagram at up your alley spot. Probably streaming on the Criterion channel. Ooh, on Hulu. Is that, Is that Hulu or Apple, YouTube, know. one of them?
1: But um, there's a lot of Zatoichi movies. Okay. There's 35 of them. Christ. And uh, I just want you to watch the first one. Okay. But more than likely, you're going to love
0: it, and you're going to want to watch the second one. All right. They're from 1962 up to 1973. Right. Zatoichi, I will check that out for next week. For you, I have a television program on Hulu. Oh, yeah? You know my love for all things Australian. Oh, no. Despite never being there. Okay. And there's a new animated uh, series executive produced by Justin Royland. Yeah. From Ricky and Morty and apparently d- kidnapping fame. Yeah. He's a bad guy now. Yeah. But he's getting caught in bad stuff. That apparently happened two years ago, but we don't have time to talk about that shit. <laughs> Regardless, he's probably a bad guy. But the best guy is in this it's an animated series called Koala Man. Okay. It's on Hulu right now. It's about a dad who lives in a suburb in Australia. And at night, he is the superhero Koala Man. Oh, okay. Watch the first two episodes. It's only, I think, seven or eight episodes in the first season. You do love your Australian stuff. I love Australian and British humor. All right. But I'm down. Despite them coming over here and stealing our accents (laughs) and shipping over their hot Hemsworths and making us compete. (laughs) Knock it off or I'm going to stick the emus back on you. That's a deep cut Australian history reference. They lost (laughs) a war to an emu. Google it. You weirdo. (laughs) Uh, And Hugh Jackman's in this. That's the great person who's in this. Oh, great. Hugh Jackman is fantastic. love Hugh Jackman. Yeah, but you can check it out. Uh, You'll recognize some other voices. Jermaine Clement's in it. Oh, great. He's New Zealand. He's New Zealander. All right, so yeah, uh, be sure to send us an email, upyouralleypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at upyouralleypod. Rate, review, uh, please tell a friend and do all that stuff. So uh, my name is Taylor Edgar. With me is Jake. Say bye, Jake. Bye-bye, Bobby. All right, thanks for coming out. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me, buddy, and talking. I love you, man. I love you. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye.